Hey everyone, welcome to the 11th episode of The Conscious Podcast. Again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It means so much to me that you want to learn and grow and raise your awareness. It's been an amazing journey so far, and I hope to keep bringing you more and more goodness with every episode. So thank you so much for all your support. On this podcast, I sat down with the beautiful human that is Gregoria Kritzatelis. G is known for her conscious impact through her mindset coaching and spiritual entrepreneur work, as well as being a bright light in life with a lot of wisdom to share. We speak about G's passions in life, shifting your focus to change your perspective, following your intuitive guidance, how to go back to your spiritual place to improve your human experience, healing the collective, and a simple way to practice mindful meditation. There is so much goodness in this podcast, so make sure you take some mental notes. I know I learned so much in this conversation, so I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo, and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. Before we start, I just want to give a quick shout out to a company I love so much, Snackbox Co. We founded Snackbox Co. in 2017 and our goal is to make healthy snacking simple and convenient. I love what we're doing and I believe this is one piece to help improve the big puzzle of health in Australia. And hey, who doesn't love a snack? If you want to see our range of delicious snack boxes for home, work or school, jump on to www.snackboxco.com.au forward slash brands and see what we've got on offer. Gee, how are you, lovely? Hi, Carlo. I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. What have you been up to today? Today, busy day, waiting for you, gym, of course, <laughs> fitness, life, eating, Blame fueling. it all on me. No, yeah. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. It's been a great day, living nice. my best life. Awesome. Uh, what are you most excited about in life right now? Right now, honestly, it's learning more about myself. Mm-hmm. I love this journey of becoming... And I'm embracing life and I'm exploring, I'm discovering, and I'm learning to set really clear boundaries right now. And that's something that's been very hard for me because I've always been a yes girl. Yes, no worries. I'll do that favor for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you (laughs) at the expense of my own happiness, of my own self-love. And so now I'm just setting very clear boundaries and making sure I'm honoring myself first. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that and I'm exploring. I'm saying yes to me and I love it. I've been traveling a lot more. I've been doing things way outside my comfort zone. I've been eating foods that I would never usually say yes to. So it's been fun and that's what I'm really excited about right now. Awesome. Can't wait to get stuck into that. Um, we met, it's been a long time since we've caught up. Yeah. I don't know how long. Yes. But we actually met on Instagram, mm-hmm. hashtag Instapals. Um, <laughs> and look, that's how a lot of people on this on the podcast, I've met them and it's awesome. Guys, use it for what it is. And we, we caught up, we had coffee and... I think it was coffee or tea, one of those, and we just hit it off straight away. We were on we the did. same wavelength, we had the same mindset, and that's why I was like, I need to get you on the podcast because I love that about you and everything that you're doing right now, and it, it's it's great, and I really think that the listeners will get a, a lot out of it. So for those that don't know you, what's a wrap-up of your life uh, up until now? Up until now. All right, so my name is Gregoria Kutatalis, but everyone calls me G. And I grew up in a very open family. So I've always had the opportunity to be whoever I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. 
I was never afraid to be whoever I wanted to be. There were no restrictions or limitations. Obviously, your parents raised you with morals and within a certain family. I'm Greek Orthodox and that's how you've been raised and whatnot. But I, I was very open to becoming my own person and learning my own path in life. And then my parents are both very spiritual, but both very different. My dad's very technically spiritual in, in his, you know, the way he connects to God and connects mm-hmm. to the, his own spiritual journey. Whereas my mum's more of a woo-woo. I call myself a woo-woo too. Mm-hmm. You know, those who love the essential oils and the psychic readings and the whatever. Mix them together and you create me. And it wasn't until 2011 where my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer, which I really took this deep spiritual path and you know this process of becoming this process of learning who I am why I'm here mm-hmm. what I want from life and and learning as well how he adapted to his own situation seeing the fact that he was not afraid yeah. and that really inspired me because I was like he's not afraid he's literally on the brink of where some most people would call this like absolutely life-changing life-threatening all of these things and he was so happy so joyous so courageous so brave and I was just like I want to be like that. You know, I want to take those sort of traits and live my life mm-hmm. to the fullest in every way, every day as though it's my last and every day as well doing the things that I want to do for me. And that's what led me through my own spiritual awakening. And once you are on your own spiritual awakening and those who are and those who are in the process of becoming will know this, that things fall into place because you mm-hmm. vibrate at a different frequency and everything that matches that frequency, you know, gravitates towards you. And that's what started happening to me. So what you'll notice is that everything becomes really exponential. So I've grown exponentially in the last few years. And every month I find that it's becoming quicker and quicker and deeper and deeper and more and more and more, leading to me, leading me to where I am today to who I am today and being able to teach others about their own spiritual journey. So that's who I am. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, you are a mindset coach and a spiritual entrepreneur. Now, for those that don't know, can you explain those? Of course. And now, how you got into those as well? No worries. Now, the thing that I always say about titles is that you give them to yourself. So you can call yourself <laughs> whatever you like to call yourself. But when I was you know, in the process of creating my own business, I needed a title that would suit what I'm doing. And for me, spiritual entrepreneur obviously came out right from the beginning because I'm an entrepreneur. I've built lots of businesses over the years. And specifically now, I focus on the spiritual journey. And through my last business, which was a marketing consulting agency, we were into intuitive hustlers. So they are people who love the the hashtag hustle, work, 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 make that money, but also wanted to listen to their own intuition for guidance. And most people find it really hard to balance those two worlds, whereas I have the secret formula to balance those two worlds. So that's why I call myself a spiritual entrepreneur. I'm entrepreneurial, but led through my own spiritual guidance, my inner guidance system. Now, a mindset coach is someone who, some of my clients, for example, they work with me specifically to help them get through an area of their life, whether that is business, life, love, health, whatever it is. And I help you reprogram your mind to change your perception of things, not to change your life, but to change your perception of your life. All right? And that's the difference. You could be living exactly the same life, but see it different. We right now could be sitting here and one of us could see the potential for rain and the other one could see the beautiful sun shining mm-hmm. through. All right. So it's your perception of your life. So that's what I do. I help people reprogram their own minds. Everyone's at a different level. So I make sure that that that's why it's really important that I have intimate relationships with my clients yeah. to make sure I understand them and mm-hmm. what they're ready for. Yeah. So that's basically what I do. Awesome. So it's it's that perspective of glass half full, glass half empty. You're both right, but it's seeing which way you perceive it. Or glass always 100% full. Cool. 
Excellent. <laughs> Love that. And where we are right now is actually at the higher ground. And if you haven't been there in Melbourne, it is the most beautiful architectural yeah. building cafe I've ever been to. So make sure you check it out. Shout out to them and for letting us uh, sit here and enjoy your tea as well. Uh, what about Mindset Coach? Yeah, so Mindset Coach is that exactly. So I specifically coach someone. Mm -hmm. Think of like a basketball team, right? And you have a coach that helps the team become the best possible basket players on the planet, right? Or or for their team to win their competition, to have a goal, to retain a goal. I do the same with people with their mindset. So you have goals in mind. So you would come to me not just for life. It's not going to talk to a um, psychologist or a shrink or something like that. You come to me with a specific goal in mind and I help you work your way towards that, specifically coaching your mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Specifically coaching the way you think and re- like as I talked about before, reprogramming your mind in order to think certain ways. But I also have tools and techniques to help you do that. The same way that a coach does in a basketball team that, you know, draws pictures on a board that tells you to train a certain way, that tells you to work out a certain way, to eat a certain way. I'm the same. So how to change your environment, environment, how to eat, how to fuel your body. You know, I'm plant-based and vegan. So for me, that's really important that my clients learn and understand not to become vegan, but how earth to plate is so important, how Mm -hmm. food holds vibration, how everything that is around you you know, determines your own vibration. So that includes the type of music you listen to, the type of people you're around, the way you speak. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Everything, the clothes you wear even, and how you honor yourself, the types of, you know, moisturizer you put on your body, the way you paint your nails, the jewelry you wear. And, you know, often I, I'll say things like that to people who don't understand. They'll be like, yeah, no worries, G. That doesn't make any sense to me. But once they start putting all of these little things into practice, that becomes who you are. Yeah. Right, so that's the process of coaching and how I really mm-hmm. connect with people and change their life yeah. forever. Those people would be like, oh, geez, a bit of a woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I am. She's, she's not a hippie, she's a happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how did you get on that journey? How did, how did all that come about? I know it was from, like you said, that experience with your father, but like, how did you go, okay, I want to do this? Honestly, it was the process of... I don't know if you've ever heard of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I do. Yes. I have. So, the top of the pyramid, I learned this in my first degree in uni. So, I was probably about 18 years old. What were you studying? My first degree was a Bachelor of Arts, double major in politics and European studies. So... I, was, I saw the top of the pyramid, and the top of the pyramid, this was for sociology, right, was, you know, self-actualization. And an example of someone who had experienced self-actualization was Mother Teresa. And I was so inspired and in awe and really intrigued as well by that process of self-actualization. What does that mean? What does it mean to self-realize, mm-hmm. to understand exactly who you are? And it wasn't for many years after that, like I'm 28 now. So that's t- a 10 year period mm-hmm. of this, you know, this journey, this process, this understanding. I came to realize that who I am determines and defines my entire world, mm-hmm. not just my entire life, not just my entire reality, but the world I see through my eyes is defined by how I perceive myself because the world is your reflection, mm-hmm. right? And I came to understand that because I would, I'm very experimental. So I would put people's theories into practice. I started, you know, discovering more and more. Like my mum would always have the Tony Robbins books and she would have, you know, all of these rich dad, poor dad and, you know, think and grow rich. And I was like, yeah, mum, whatever, you know, leave that to the side. But then I was like, you know what? What have I got to lose? Let me read the book. Let me read this book. Let me read that book. I came across Abraham Hicks, changed my life absolutely in every way. And once I did that, and started reading more and more, I became obsessed. I wanted to know more. So I started putting things into practice. I'm like, you know what? 
let's let's practice this manifesting, this law of attraction. What have I got to lose? I've got nothing, right? All mm-hmm. I can do is grow from this and learn from this. So I would start to manifest, you know, five cent pieces or then a dollar, then, you know, once I manifested a Ferrari. And it was funny because what happened was is I would always ask for a red Ferrari. I want a red Ferrari. I want a red Ferrari. I want a red Ferrari. I'd visualize. I would let go. I would re- release, surrender. It didn't matter if I got it. I didn't, whatever. One day we get a knock at the door, the front door. And it was the postman. He had this big box for delivery. We opened the box and it was a huge toy red Ferrari, right? And it was actually some promotional material for a credit card or something. I don't know. But I was laughing so much. I go to my family. I go, this is the thing when you're not specific with God, you get exactly what you ask for. I didn't ask for one that I could drive, but that was my point. So I put all of these ideas into practice and I started to realize that we are in fact energetic beings Mm -hmm. and therefore everything is a vibration and energy constantly vibrates energy cannot be destroyed it can only be transferred therefore everything is an exchange and energy exchange you and I right now we're exchanging energy Mm -hmm. we're in each other's energetic force field right Mm -hmm. so therefore we are creating together And through those energetic force fields that we all create as a collective, they make up the entire universe. They expand the entire universe, right? The universe is ever expanding. So that process led me to realize that how important it is for me to think a certain way, for me to believe certain things, for me to behave in the way that I want the world to behave. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because the world is my reflection. And that's what led me here. And that's why I am here with you right now. Amazing. And you know, imagine all the people right now that are listening that are going to be thinking about red Ferraris. and <laughs> <laughs> You can have it all. You, know. you can do it, write it down and manifest it. Um, what is one profound realization you've had this year? This year specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, it was the fact, you know, as you know, this has been a journey for me, but this year specifically was that I am far more powerful than I could have ever comprehended. Mm-hmm. And more than that, that I will never truly understand just how powerful I am, all right? And I believe that for every human being, but obviously we're all on our own individual path. So this is for me specifically, that I create my world. I create the world. And that power is not just the power of the law of attraction or these little things or or manifesting the Ferrari, whatever. It's how I feel, my own ailments. Like I know when I'm stressed, Mm -hmm. all right, or if I've got a little bit of anxiety, it will manifest into physical pain. Every single time, I know what sort of pain I will endure. I know how it will come to me. I get severe abdominal pain, right? I bloat to the point where I look six months pregnant. And I know it's a direct reflection of how I am feeling inside. So my emotions create that because that is my current vibration. Mm -hmm. So because my current vibration is currently or is at the time low, I'm attracting things that match that vibration. Mm -hmm. And my body will react in, you know, in a way that I'm feeding it, all right? So it's it's like feed the wolf that you want to grow, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that sort of concept. So for me this year, it's the fact that I'm far more powerful than I ever could have believed, that a simple change of words can change everything. So for me saying... I can't be bothered will determine how my entire day will go. Mm -hmm. The fact that even at the gym, I've noticed that if I say I can't do this, then I can never do it, Mm -hmm. right? If I say, you know what, I'm going to try and it doesn't matter if I don't reach the goal, I'm going to try anyway. Just that shift, that small shift means like I hit a PB the other day that I thought I would never hit, right? Mm -hmm. On, On chest press and I was absolutely blown away with myself. I was so impressed and I had nothing to lose, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's... For me, that has been a huge, profound realization. And because I know that now, 
it means that I put that into practice a lot more. I make sure that I'm always focused. Like if someone is my family, remember I said right at the beginning about setting boundaries. If my family are talking about things that I'm not comfortable with, that I know are going to lower my vibration, I walk away. I straight away shut the conversation off. I say, I can't, I can't be here for this. Mm -hmm. And I walk away and people are just like, you're so selfish or why, you know, just listen. I don't want to bitch about people. I don't want to moan. I don't want to complain. I don't want to hear the news that's negative. I don't want to be surrounded by any of that low frequency energy because that does does not serve me mm-hmm. and I'm here to serve me because while I am serving myself I am serving the entire planet and if I don't serve myself first then I can't give anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that and I, I, I know what you're speaking you, you're saying because it's it's everything that you're you're explaining is, is stuff that I've had as well and it's like that that looking after yourself it's like when you're on the plane and they say put your mask yeah. on first so that you can actually help other people exactly. and if you're trying not saying that if you're helping people now and you haven't helped yourself, then it's going to be bad. But imagine what you can do by just looking after yourself. You don't have to change the world. Just change and, and improve yourself and look after yourself. And then that will impact everyone else around you. Absolutely. And someone actually once said this recently, and it, exactly like what you're saying is that when you are a glass half full only, right, and you're trying to help others, you will never feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. yeah, because you're, you're giving them too much of your energy and you always feel suffocated or overwhelmed or anxious or whatever. Whereas once you've filled yourself up and you're overflowing and you give that overflow to others, you will always feel fulfilled and therefore you have no expectations. If I try to help you and let's say you don't appreciate me or you mm-hmm. don't say thank you, that doesn't bother me, yeah. yeah, because I'm already full. Yeah. I don't need anything from you. Mm-hmm. But if I'm half full and I'm giving you so much of me and I'm expecting that thanks in return or I'm expecting something in return, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm going to be left disappointed every single time. Mm, could relate that to a lot of things, love included. <laughs> it also reminded me those those changing the words was one thing that I uh, took on last year was instead of saying, so for instance, in my, in my business, Snackbox Co., it was making... Um, Making calls. They weren't cold calls because I knew who I was calling because they had trialed our service. But making those calls and look, as much as I'm very attroverted, both introverted and extroverted, it's like picking up the phone and calling someone. If there was 30 calls a day, it's like, oh my God, I have to do this. Yeah. Like, why do I have to do this? Instead of, and then I, I learned to change it to, I get to do this. Yes. Like, I get to have my own business. I get to work these hours. Maybe it's in, you know, the time when everyone else is, you know, doing something social, but I get to do this and I get to do, you know, design a life that I want to live and run my own business, which is amazing. So those little shifts in words are just uh, incredible and that affects your thoughts, affects your feelings and then the on-flow continues into your life, which is awesome. What are you working on improving most right now in yourself? So right now it's about loving deeper, loving myself more Mm -hmm. and focusing on how that love can be shared with others. So I am actually very introverted. When I do all those tests online, they tell me I'm (laughs) 50-50, but I know I'm much more of a I need my own space kind of person. But how do I do that while also helping the entire planet, right? So I'm trying to, you know, right now it's focusing on balancing that and making sure that I am stepping outside of my comfort zone while I honor myself because mm-hmm. that is super important for everyone to not only, you know, and this is this is what I teach my clients that if it scares you, keep going. Mm-hmm. If it stresses you out, stop. 
that is your indication because that's an emotional difference, right? If I'm just scared, I'm afraid, it means that it's a challenge. It means really I'm excited about it because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit scared. But if I'm stressed, if it's making me anxious, if it's worrying me, then it means that it's not for me, that mm-hmm. it means that it's actually causing me distress. It's causing me physical harm and therefore something in the dynamic needs to change. Something in that experience mm-hmm. needs to change. So right now huge priority for me or something I'm focusing on is making sure that I listen to myself first. I am always spending more time now meditating, micro meditations I love. So even while I was on the train here, you know, just spending five minutes and being in my own time and it doesn't have to be silent and, you know, with your incense burning and that's what people think, but that's not the way it is. It's just the fact that I can take a moment. Mindfulness meditation is something I really love where I'm just focusing on my breath and I'm just listening, you know, to my own heartbeat and and refocusing, recentering to make sure that I'm honoring me first. Mm. So a priority for me right now is that, as well as health. Health would be paired on that, making sure that I am loving my body the way my body loves me. Every single cell in my body, the billions of cells we have in our body, their sole purpose is to keep you alive and healthy. Mm -hmm. So the least I can do is do the same in return, right? I can fuel my body with, you know, plant-based goodness. I can nourish my body. I can exercise. I can do the yoga. I can do the stretching. I I have trouble getting enough sleep. So I'm working on that as well, but no one's perfect. And that's what you do. You always try to become a better version of yourself. And that's what I'm doing. Love that. And... Touching on the, the mindful meditation, what's because it's something that I do. I do it when I'm ironing clothes or cleaning mm. my room, making my bed in the morning, or just those mundane jobs that people will just get, I guess, look at as just one of those a mundane job that that hasn't serves no purpose. But it's like, hang on, you can garden, do something productive, but switch off your mind and and think about something else. Whether you're driving, probably not when you're driving. <laughs> be very careful with that one. But like on the train. Just in these situations in life where you can be mindful and center yourself to be present in that moment, yeah. how can people get into that? Like, for instance, you said breath. Is there is there certain Yeah, tips? so the way you start depends. Like, if you've never, ever touched... So if you're already experienced with mindful meditation, we would, you know, take it straight away to focus on completely surrendering, mm-hmm. right? But if you are brand new, the way I would start is to focus on sensations, all right? If you are very like distracted by noise for example then focus on the noise don't try to shut everything off because that won't serve you right at the beginning so focus on the noise let's say it's the heater running in your room and focus on that noise as soon as you find that your mind wanders go back all right, forgive yourself. Our minds wonder. We, we, it's that monkey mind, that constant chatter. And you don't need to silence it right now all the time, but you need to make sure that you're conscious and aware of the fact that you're doing it. And mm-hmm. once you're aware, it's easy to come back. It's easy to come back because, you know, once you give your monkey mind something to focus on, it will come back to it. Give it a job to do. So my job right now, I'm telling my mind that it has to listen to that, that noise or it has to listen to, you know, the tingles in my toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, to, it has to feel the tingles in my toe or I have to try and feel my heartbeat, mm-hmm. listen to it internally all right? or I have to focus on my breath. Some people find the breath mundane and yeah. or they don't like it or they can't you know, get used to it. That's okay. It doesn't have to be that. All right? It can be a noise. It can be even one thing I've tried one time that I read somewhere and it actually worked. I was sitting at a lake and it says to focus on an object. So I chose a bird. All right? And that bird, it could have been a duck, actually, and it was swimming. And I would focus on everything the duck did, all right? And only that one duck, Mm -hmm. all right? So wherever it was swimming, I would focus on that one duck. And all my attention was on that duck and what it was doing. And everything else just shuts off. Literally, the entire park was silent to me Mm -hmm. because all I was focusing on 
was that duck. And I was in a state of peace, pure relaxation, because I had this really intense focus. All right, so whatever the focus is, if you're right at the beginning, if you're just starting your mindfulness journey, focus on something that seems easy to you. That's not, I don't have to, you know, that fan's really distracting. Well, listen to the fan. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that car's really noisy, listen to the car. Even if you have to put the radio on, all right, even if you have to listen to music, do that, all right? And then once you've established that, then you can take it a step further. Then you can start listening to your pulse. Then you can start listening, you know, focusing on your breath. And then after that, you won't have to focus on anything, mm-hmm. right? It'll be really easy just to shut off, all right? But that's where you start your mindfulness journey. Awesome. <laughs> and I think it's that, that thing of where your attention is. Yeah. And I think the worst piece of advice is don't think because that, <laughs> that just makes you think more. It's like don't think of an elephant in pink socks and yeah. you've thought about it in your head. So, like, it's one of those things where you are, I guess, quietening your mind but quietening it from the clutter. It's, it's yes. giving it, like you said, something the to chatter. focus on yeah. that you can – what's the word? Not embody but focus on, give your attention to that, be present in that and allow it to – I guess with with mindfulness, it's it's the focus of that brings calm. Yeah, that's it. And as you said, like all you're having to do is put your attention towards something. So it's not as you said, you don't have to shut anything. People see everything as such a big job. Mm-hmm. All right, mindfulness meditation. Oh my god, I've got to take time out. I've got to sit. I've got to find a relaxing spot. I've got to sit in a certain way. You don't certain have to do incense burning, exactly. a certain mat, a certain yoga the candles. Pants. Yeah, all that. You know, like make sure I've done my prayers beforehand. Have my this, crystals. This yoga mat needs to be from Lorna Jane. Needs um, <laughs> to have this pattern on it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, what I mean? but it's actually not that at all. It's not that. Make it easy. One of the one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's not my favorite, but one of my favorite is. Make simple, clever, and clever, simple. Yeah, I try to make everything easy because I don't want to go the long way to do anything. I want to make things simple and clever because I want to make them fun. Mm -hmm. So I make, I was always a really great teacher. I actually used to tutor business statistics and analytics at university. And it was because I was really good at making this really complex math equation super simple for people Mm -hmm. because people like simple, right? Meditation, mindfulness, you know, your entire spiritual journey. Make it simple. Make it for you. It's not for anyone else. You don't have to put on Instagram that I just did a mindfulness meditation and and look at me. It's not for anyone. It doesn't matter. It's for you Mm -hmm. and make sure that it serves you. And today it might may only be for 60 seconds and you know, eventually you'll find that you can meditate for 50 minutes and it'll be like a blink of an eye. So let it be for you. Let it be a process. Don't give up. Mm. Don't give up from go one. Because imagine every, they say, every baby that tries to walk, imagine they they gave up every time they fell, mm-hmm. right? Then they would never walk. No one would ever walk. No one would ever ride a bike. No one would ever fly a plane. No one would ever become a doctor. Do you know what I mean? Because we can't just give up. Have, mm-hmm. have another go. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And you will always get better and better and better. Mm. I like that a lot. Make clever, simple. And simple, simple clever. Simple, clever. Because like, like with anything, like with the meditation journey, like you said, make it so simple that you can actually do it. Yeah. Getting all those things like the mat, like the incense and all that, that's just, that's that's added stuff that doesn't need to be there. And it can be for you if you, if you want yeah. it to be. All right? But there are no rules. Like sometimes I read these articles and they're like, have this, have that. I'm just like, you don't need to have any of those things. You know what I mean? Like, have whatever you want to have. If you want to have the mat and the incense and the whatever, have it. But if you Mm -hmm. don't, that's okay too. Yeah. Baby steps. Start with something simple. That's a really good message for anything. Whether you're meditating or starting business or reading a book, simple, read a a sentence or read a page a day and eventually you'll get through the book. Yeah. (laughs) 
what's the worst thing that has ever happened to you and how is that the best thing that's ever happened to you? Okay. The truth is, is I would never describe anything as the worst thing because I don't believe that, right? Yep. That's a low vibration word, Carlo. But that's okay. I get for the purpose <laughs> of this question, yep. I will um, allow it. Yep. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So actually, when I came back from Europe last year, Europe for me was something that I had been planning for years and I was super excited to go away. It was 100% for me mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was actually a really traumatic experience. It was nothing like what I expected. Beforehand, I had lost so much weight. I was on the verge of anorexia, and I actually talk about my body dysmorphia issues, you know, with my students and my yep. my clients. But it was something that was really hard for me. When I came back, I was then in the process of trying to regain my health and my strength and all of those things, and you know, again, my body issues and all of that. And then a few months later. Something happened to me, which I would, if I had to describe anything as the worst thing that ever happened to me, it was that, in that I went through the most severe pain, physical pain that I've ever endured in my entire life. Now, I've suffered a lot in regards to pain. I have a low threshold of of pain, so what other people would think is actually painful is probably, no, what I would think is painful, others may not, but for me, this was, like, if I had to rate it between 1 and 10, I was at a 12. Like, it was Mm -hmm. a constant 12, to the point where my abdominal pain had me bedridden, you know, for days at a time. I couldn't move. I felt so swollen, so tender, so sore, and it got to the point where I wouldn't be able to sleep or anything like that. One night, I was just like, I'm at my capacity, Mm -hmm. right? My capacity was like, I thought I had surpassed it a long time ago, but now I'm actually at my capacity. So that night I screamed and I said, God, that's it. I'm done. Like, I am done. I'm absolutely done, God. I'm giving it to you. Mm. All right. I surrender. I said the words out loud. I said, I surrender. I am done. I'm at capacity. I am full. I cannot, absolutely cannot. There's nothing else that I could, can do. Right. I had tried every medical remedy, every alternative medicine, every Chinese herbal, everything. I had tried everything. All right. Mm. Nothing was off limits. I had tried it all. Nothing was working. I knew it was emotional trauma. I knew I needed healing, but I couldn't, I wasn't ready. All right. At the time to go through that. So I surrendered. The next morning I woke up and it was the first day that I was fine. And that was like, if you ever needed proof of, of God, faith, anything, like I've always been a very faithful, you know, person and I've always believed in God and believed in my own inner guidance system. And, and I always say, God, universe, angels, whatever your truth is. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't have to be God. It can be whatever your truth is. But for me, that was like irrefutable proof. I was just like, I'm there. I am there. Thank you, God. Like the next three years, I was just like, no, it wasn't three years, but the next three months I was you know, every single day making sure that I showed gratitude for that specific moment. The fact that I said I surrender and then the response to that was God giving me exactly what I needed. I needed Mm -hmm. relief and I got that. And it was just that, yeah, the worst but the best because it taught me so much about surrender, how you surrender control. We Mm -hmm. as humans have this idea that we need to be in control of everything. I need to find the medical remedy. I need to go out there and find the solution. I need to do this. And this constant I need to do causes us to feel all this pressure when we don't achieve it, when we don't reach it. And I was at the point where I was like, you know what? There's actually nothing more I can do. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more I can do. So I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give it to God because there's nothing more I can do. And God delivered on that. So now I actually try to surrender a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you surrender? 
Ooh, <laughs> the question. Yeah, so surrender actually took me a long time to understand because I used to think, all right, so I want $1,000. So what am I going to do? I'm going to want it, desire it, all right? And then I'm going to believe I can have it. I believe I am worthy of it. And then I'm going to surrender the desire, all right? I'm going to say to myself, I'm going to go on living my life as though whether I have it or not, it doesn't matter. The reality is that that's not the way it works because that's just a process. Remember, you know, following Mm -hmm. a rule book, that's not the way surrender goes. Surrender goes is that, I desire this certain life. I desire this, you know, for me at the time, it was the feeling of no pain, feeling of relief. All right. Mm-hmm. So not no pain because, again, the focus is on the negativity. So the, the focus was on the, the feeling of relief. So, But what I'm going to do is I had gone through that pain. I'd felt that pain for so long that I got to the point where I, I believed I could feel the relief but I was okay not having it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was okay waking up tomorrow and having to do all the same things that I did today in order to relieve myself in any way I could. Right, so that is true surrender, where you want something, you desire it, but you go on living your life very happy mm-hmm. without it. All right, not needing it. I want it, but I don't need it. Yeah. I want it, but it doesn't matter if I don't have it. I will still live the best possible life. And if not this, something better. If not this, something better. If I don't get that job, you know what? It's actually okay. I'm going to get something way better for me, something that serves me more. That is surrender. Surrender is completely releasing the need to have something. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need anything. You don't need a certain person. You don't need a certain career. You don't need a certain amount of money. You don't need a certain lifestyle. You don't need a certain anything. Right, because you will get exactly what you need, and there's always a million different ways to get it. Always, always, always. All right, and just because you don't see it doesn't mean then that they're not there. Mm-hmm. And the universe will align you with the places, people, and experiences that will get you what you desire. But that's only if you stop holding. Like we hold on to everything so tightly. I'm so obsessed with this. I want <laughs> this so much. I want this so much. But when we hold on so tightly, we're telling God that we don't actually believe that we can have it because I'm holding on so tightly that. If I was to let go at all, it would just fly away from me. But that, fly away from me. But that's not the way it works. The way it works is that I can have this, and it's okay if it's over there. It's still mine. All right. And I'm actually holding. At, I need to remember that this isn't video. All right. I'm actually holding a bottle of water. So <laughs> although this is mine, I'm putting it way over there, and I can still have it because it's mine. And I don't need to always be holding it mm-hmm. or connected to it or grabbing onto it. And if not that bottle of water, I can go get another one. Mm-hmm. All right. There will always be something else for me. So that is what surrender is: releasing the need mm-hmm. to have something. It's a great perspective, and uh, I I think in the way that I explain it would be the detachment it is yeah it's a detachment process not having those strong attachments to things like you said like people like things like jobs because you know at the end of the day who knows what's going to happen and if you attach yourself to it then hey what do you know all your emotions all your feelings all that's going to be attached to it and what if that goes like there is any chance of that going and if it does you're going to be ruined you're going to be in a terrible place and it's like if you detach yourself from it you're not going to get so emotionally invested into that little thing let's say it is the water bottle and if someone takes it by accident you're really going to get wound up over that like why just oh someone took it by accident maybe they thought that was theirs maybe they needed a drink of water i'll get another one like you said and and with that 
it's suggesting that our fulfillment is outside of us. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Fulfillment is only ever within. Mm-hmm. All right? I need to be full inside. There is nothing that I need externally that I can't have with me within me, right? Because it's within that we feel. Remember, it's the perception of everything. So it's the perception of my life, the perception of, you know, that physical object and if not that, something else. And we always think that we know what's for our highest good, but we don't. God, universe, angels, again, whatever your truth is, only God knows what's for our highest good, all right? We don't actually know what's for our highest good. We think we know, and that's Mm -hmm. where we attach to things. We attach to ideas. We attach to goals. We attach to desires because that's what we think we need to make us happy. But the truth is you already have everything that will ever make you happy, and it lives Mm -hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. And, and you will always have it. And that's like searching for someone to complete you. Like exactly. I, I need someone and all that. Exactly. Oof, getting into the personal things here. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Ooh, okay. Honestly, the best advice I have ever be gi- been given is three words. You are love, period. However, I do believe at the time I heard that, I didn't really understand what that meant because I believe that advice is only as powerful as your perception of it. So if you're not ready to hear the advice, if you're not ready to take it in, then it won't matter what I say to you, right? It won't matter. You know, when I heard it, I wasn't ready for that. You are love. Yeah, thank you very much. See you later, right? It didn't mean anything to me. And it wasn't until years later that I came to realize that I am love. I come from love and to love I shall return, all right? And what that means is that we are energetic beings and we are born from love, all right? And we will return to love. Right now, we're in that static journey where we've broken into billions of pieces, Mm -hmm. but we're just trying to find our way back home. That's why you connect really well with certain people because we came from one star and to one star we shall return. Mm -hmm. That is science. Science has proved this. I'm I'm not some, you know, woo-woo talking Mm -hmm. here. Science has proved that and that's our journey here. So that spiritual journey is an energetic journey. It's all combined and that was the best piece of advice I have ever been given because whenever I start to get too caught up in this physical world, I remember where I came from and Mm -hmm. I remember where I'm going and I remember who I am. I remember that I am love. And as long as I remember that, I will always be okay. I will always be okay because that's what we all are. Like I was sitting on a train today and most people would think I'm surrounded by strangers. I, I, there were three women. There were like a chairs, four chairs. I was one and there were three women on the three other chairs. And I looked at each of them. They weren't looking at me. They were on their phones. But I looked at each of them and I said, I love you, sister. I love you, sister. And I love you, sister. Because they are my sisters. You are my brother. You know, mm-hmm. we are all connected. We come from the same love. Mm-hmm. All right. And to that same love, we shall return. So... As long as I remember that, everything is okay. So when someone triggers me, for example, on the road or if I'm getting angry at someone, I remember that that's just a reflection of me, mm-hmm. all right? Because we are the same. You are a reflection of me. So if you're doing something that triggers me, what is it within me that I need to heal, mm-hmm. all right? Because that's all it is. Nothing is ever, a, you know, don't take anything personally, right? But if someone is triggering you, if someone is doing something that you don't like, it is about them. But mm. if it bothers you, it's about you. Yeah, why is that bothering you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right? But what they're doing is about them. But if it bothers you, it's about you. So remember that. And, and remember, I am love. So I always try to come back to love. So if I'm doing something or acting a certain way or believing something that isn't of love, how do I need to change? How do I need to shift? How do I need to reprogram? And it's a constant thing. You're doing it all the time. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Different answer for to what normal people have um, continued on. And I like it. I love it. It's great, great, um, great advice. And it's um, it, it's really interesting these topics because it's not something that, like you were saying, 
you know when you meet people and it just clicks and then when you meet other people and it's like no matter what you say I'm just not, not I'm, I'm not yeah. here yeah. I'm, I, I really don't want to be next to you right yeah. now and like as, as bad as it is it, that's sorry as bad as that might seem at the time it's just the way it is and it's okay yeah it's okay. I'm not for okay. everyone you're not for everyone yeah, and I'm okay with that I'm actually okay with that yeah. some people will tune out of this podcast and others will be so obsessed with it they'll have to listen to it again and that's okay and that's the that's the lesson that I, I never went through but I was very aware of that Not every, I, I know that not everyone's going to listen to this podcast if you listen to this I freaking love you and <laughs> I, I, love hope, you I hope you're getting so much out of this and that's why I put it out there but Look, if I had one person listen to this and it impacts them in some way, whoa, I've, I've done my job. Like, this is what fulfills me to do that, to impact someone's life and to interview people that have a story to share and have tips and insights and expertise to then help us all grow that consciousness and awareness to become better people and live better lives. And if I was attached to that, man, I'd be looking at the stats every night. Like people look at the likes on their photos exactly. every night and assess whether that's going to be a good day or a bad day, depending yep. on, oh my God, I got a hundred likes, so I must be a good person or I must have a perfectly shaped booty. And if I don't, oh, I might have to go in the gym and work on my body more, a bit more. And it's like, no, it's, it's none of that. And that's just someone who's finding fulfillment outside of themselves, mm-hmm. outside. They're still looking without, but it's all within. Exactly. Love that. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Honestly, I do believe that everything I learned as a 16-year-old I needed, I was on my path Mm -hmm. and all is well. So I wouldn't have changed anything. But if I were to give myself any advice at all, if I could take it. You have to give yourself advice. Of course, I have to give the spiritual answer. You're sitting next to little G at 16. Hey, little G. She was so cute. (laughs) I would say say love harder, honestly, love harder. And by that, I mean love yourself harder, love everyone harder. Mm -hmm. I, I was always a lover. People used to say to me, you say I love you too much and I was like no I don't say it enough right because the, me saying I love you to you 30,000 times does not take it away mm-hmm. right I, it does not lose its meaning people have programmed us conditioned us to believe that that's the way it is but it's not mm-hmm. love harder love more don't be afraid to love people the, you know that, that loner sitting on the, on the bench on their own don't be afraid to go and talk to that person don't be afraid to love them to befriend them and I would do that you know when I was 16 or when I was in high school because for me they're human too they're my brother or my sister and that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted another thing I would say to myself is that everything is energy everything so be careful with the words you choose don't get caught up in the gossip don't get caught up in the bitchiness don't Mm -hmm. if you're with a group of girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever who are saying mean things about other people put a stop to it you don't have to be surrounded by that right don't get caught up in that world because that world isn't real all right and that creates their vibration that creates their reality, that creates their world. And a lot of the people that in high school that were like that, I, I see them now and some have completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Some are still the same. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be anywhere near you. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near you. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not into that. The third thing I would say to myself is that your body is a temple. Yep. Nothing is wrong and nothing needs to be fixed. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right? Nothing. You are perfect as you are. Honor it cherish it because your body is perfect you chose this particular vessel Mm -hmm. right your soul wanted this vessel before you came into this physical world on this physical plane there is nothing wrong with the one you chose you chose it specifically to teach you certain lessons to help you to honor you to carry your soul in this physical world and there is nothing wrong with it nothing needs to be fixed and honestly Mm -hmm. doesn't 
F what everyone else thinks. <laughs> all right? Do you know the dying words of my grandfather to my dad was Hestus Orus. It's Greek, all right? And it means basically F everyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think of you, whether it's in physical appearance or their opinions of you because no one truly knows you except for you, mm-hmm. right? So don't worry about anyone. Honor yourself. Love harder. Appreciate everything. Everything is energy. Be careful of the words you choose to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, you, got go, a, have you got like a PDF that you could give little G and everyone else that has all these words that we should change? <laughs> I could create one. No yeah. to self. No to little G. Done. Done, done, done. But you, to get, in order to get that, you have to film yourself doing 60 minutes of meditation on a long J mat with incense burning and <laughs> watching a duck. So what's a big problem that you think needs to be talked about in society more? Okay. Again, I don't see things as problems and solutions. I see them as opportunities and possibilities and all of that. I think there needs to be a huge global collective shift. I think there needs to be a shift between, you know, every time someone does put on the news, it's always on what's wrong with the world. What's wrong with the world? Instead, it's not about the world. Remember what I said? You are the entire world's reflection. The entire world is your reflection. Therefore, shift the focus from what's wrong with the world to what needs to be healed within me because mm-hmm. once I heal myself I heal the entire planet because that is the way energy works mm-hmm. right so instead I would shift the focus kids you know youth everyone the entire world whether it's young old whoever need to be taught or need to learn how to truly heal themselves internally how to love themselves more how to actually love themselves most people can't say nice things to you because they don't even like themselves that's the truth and it's because they don't know how to like themselves because they've been conditioned in this world to believe that they need to fit certain standards. From the day you were born, you were told you're Italian, you're Greek, you're, you know, Orthodox, you're Muslim, you're, you know, um, you live in this country, you're Australian, you're whatever. And we're, we're put into little boxes. And then as you grow older, you're gay, you're straight, you're bisexual, you're whatever you are. And we're put into these little boxes and we have to behave a certain way and we have to dress a certain way and we have to think a certain way. And all of these conditions make people not like who they truly are inside because mm-hmm. inside they don't fit any of those boxes. Because the truth is, is there are no boxes, there are no borders, there are no boundaries. I am a citizen of the world. All right, I am living in my human condition, but that doesn't separate me from, you know, this rock right here or or the animals or the tree or the cup or the anything i am energy and that's why we need to just change our focus we need to shift our focus to heal our own internal wounds and to focus on ourselves in that process you will change the world people have asked me several times how would you change the world all right or how do you change the world Mm -hmm. look within Mm -hmm. look within what, what do you need to change internally in order to vibrate at that frequency externally? Remember creating those energetic force fields. What do I need to do? And that's why I do that now. If I'm triggered by something, I know that that has a negative impact on the world. Mm-hmm. How can I fix that? How can I fix me? And through that, creates that ripple effect, all right? Mm-hmm. That ripple effect, that ripple effect. And through that, then you'll start doing things. Like I need to focus on, I really wanted my whole life to help people. So I focused on me first and I'm like, you know what? I can take this a step further. So now I volunteer and feed the homeless once a month. Like that's something that, you know, is my next step. That doesn't mean I have to do that first. I had to fix me first. Mm-hmm. I had to fix my own way of perceiving people, understanding people, mm-hmm. you know, you know, being when I was triggered by people learning how it came to that. Even recently, there was an incident in the world where someone had gone and, and crashed, you know, into people and whatever. And and so many people are throwing all these judgments. And I don't ever say like I wouldn't say that that 
was a good thing to do or, yeah. or you know, that had a positive impact. But let's come from a place of understanding what led him to that point. Mm. Right? People don't just go and crash into people. Mm. That's That doesn't make any sense. And, yeah. and when you do read his story, it came, you know, from his suffers with mental illness and, you know, he had a long history of not understanding who he was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that that manifested was in doing something that hurt other people, yeah. all right? But it didn't have to be that way. If he had healed internally or if mm-hmm. someone helped him heal internally, that wouldn't have manifested in that way, all right? And that's what I would say. Shift focus, heal internally. I agree, I agree. And, and touching on that as well, like you being a human being is all the validation you need. Exactly. You don't, you don't need to, like you said, you don't need to fit in the box. Exactly. You are worthy because you are. Yeah. That's it, period. Yeah. That's, oh man, so important. So important. If this is the last time you've seen me and I ask you to ask you to teach me something tangible that I can use every day to improve my life, what would it be? Honestly, what we've talked about in the past, I would have taught you if anyone, I could only see them for one one time in me, their right entire now. life. You right now, I would teach you mindfulness meditation. Now, you obviously already know how to do that, but I would go deeper. I would be like, mm-hmm. all right, so let's sit here and let's learn how to take it to the next step. So, I don't know, you know, transcending this physical plane and, and reaching another dimension and I know that's real woo-woo for a lot of people but that's what I would teach you right now that could be something tangible that will save you so much Mm. time so much energy so much healing in the future because you can always become present again Mm. you can refocus recenter whenever the world is getting too much because we're human we're living in this human condition and the truth is this we chose this human condition we chose this human journey we signed up for that roller coaster we had our ticket in in the spiritual world and we're like you know what this is a roller coaster and god's like but hey you know it's going to be a bit traumatic and you're going to have to learn a lot of things and you're going to be human so you're not going to remember that you're spiritual and you're like you know what god i'm up for this i want this all right so the truth is is we want the human experience too we want to feel off sometimes we want to go through you know all of this you know stress and anxiety and and all of this discomfort, because this is why we're here. We wanted to experience this. But I would teach you how to go back to that spiritual place mm-hmm. quickly. All right, quickly. How to go there quickly. How to go there quickly. Whenever you're off, how to go there quickly. And for me, you know, everyone is different. But for me, one thing I say to myself always that always gets me back there is you are on your path, all is well. Mm-hmm. You are on your path, all is well. You are on your path, all is well. And then straight away, I'm there again. Mm-hmm. Right, but you know, micro meditation—that's how I do it. But that's what I would teach you right now. I would teach you how to get to a place where you are completely in a state of freedom, liberation. Mm. Like you're—it's like you're floating on the clouds, <laughs> and you're always happy. <laughs> Love it. Learn from it all, and look—you could have—you could have signed up to be this tree right here, and that wouldn't have been fun. So you know what? Maybe it is fun. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm judging. <laughs> maybe that tree is having the absolute Time. grandest life ever. <laughs> But that's what you got. You've you've got this one and just enjoy it. Make the most out of it and do some mindful meditation. Listen to G, all right? What's the most meaningful thing to you in your life right now? Loving myself, honestly. Like, loving myself and the fact that I am my own reflection. I'm the reflection of everything that I desire. That is the most meaningful thing to me right now because I know that that has the biggest impact on the world. All right, and that's why it's so meaningful to me. And as well as that is, you know, I am very grateful for the people that I chose to be 
very close to me in this physical world. So I know that my soul chose everyone. My soul chose my sister. My soul chose my parents. My soul chose my friends. And my soul chose you. My soul chose everyone mm-hmm. that I've ever connected with, everyone that I've ever exchanged energy with. So I'm very grateful for that as well. And that is very important to me. And I appreciate that a lot because... I know that it's for me, that it serves me, that everyone is sacred and important mm-hmm. and I needed them on this journey as they needed me. Mm-hmm. And you know, so for me, it's being the reflection of the world I desire. It's loving myself. Self-love is super important to me. Every single day, that's on my to-do list first. How can I practice self-love? How can I fill me up first? Then if I have time, I do all the stuff on the actual to-do list, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the way I see it now. I need to... Focus on me first, be the person I desire to be and honor my relationships because a lot of people, you know, live in their own world in a way that I'm, I'm saying to you be selfish, but in a way that's acting for the entire collective. Mm -hmm. All right. So love yourself, set your boundaries, but don't be selfish in the way that, you know, if it's, if it does not come from a place of love, then it doesn't serve anyone, Mm -hmm. including you. All right, so people confuse that. They're like, well, you're telling me to be selfish, so I want the money, the cars, the women. I'm going to use everyone to get to the top. That's not what I mean because yep. that does not come from love. Yep. Right? What can I do for me to fill myself up that comes from love, in which case it will help the entire world? So that's the most meaningful thing to me right now. Nice. Yeah. And what impact do you want to have on other people? So or basically, the world. Or, or the world, the okay, world. the entire universe, the the cosmo the that we live in, okay. that we so, are. A, sorry, we live in that we are a part of. <laughs> exactly, that we are, yeah. that we are, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, this is my motto in my business as well: that I desire to be, or I desire to raise the entire vibration of the planet, of the universe, of, of the cosmos, mm-hmm. cosmos by spreading the message of light and love. That is the absolute most important thing to me. That is the impact I want to have the world. I want people to remember me, or even if they don't, that's okay. One person Mm -hmm. will. And remember me as someone who, she was love. She was love. Mm -hmm. She, you know, someone actually, I walked into a room recently and she turned around. She goes, you know what? As you're walking into this room, I felt like you were a goddess. And that to me, I was just like, <laughs> like crying my eyes. I was just like, that's the best compliment I could hear, ever hear in my life. And it was because, not because I looked like anything. I was probably wearing the same outfit I'm wearing now. But it's because of the energy that I carried with me. And that's how I want people to remember me. I want people to remember me as whenever you walked in the room, G, the, the room was better. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's the impact. It doesn't have to be, the whole world doesn't need to know my my name. And if they do, great. But if they don't, that's okay. But if just you, Carlo, if just whoever's listening to this, just your day is better today because of it, then I've done my job. Wow. What an impact. Thanks. What What does it mean to be conscious to you? All right. It means to be self-aware, self-realization, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. It means that I alone create my reality, but simultaneously you are co-creating with source because we come from source and to source we shall return and source is a synonym for love right Mm -hmm. it's just that energetic you know that energy field that we come from and that we shall return to and that i have an unlimited supply of that energy and that Mm -hmm. is the energy that creates worlds all right the universe is ever expanding And to be conscious is to be aware of that power. To be conscious is to be aware of my own innate ability to create the entire planet. And that's why I chose this physical journey. I chose this physical journey in order 
to create in order to expand for joyous expansion. Mm-hmm. That that's an Abraham Hicks line, yeah. right? For joyous <laughs> expansion. That's why I am here. That's what it means to be conscious, to be awake, right? They say, you know, I'm woke, hashtag woke, mm-hmm. but woke means to be aware of your own innate ability to create the entire planet. That I am here to serve a very important purpose and the world would not exist if it wasn't for my being right now, mm-hmm. right? All of us are, very, are a critical component in this world, that every single one of us is important, that not one of us is meaningless. Each of us have meaning. Each of us serve a purpose. Each of us are here for expansion, and I am aware of that expansion. And because I am aware, I'm a deliberate creator, all right? A lot of us are creating, you know, by default, again, that I'm an Abraham Hicks woo-woo supporter, lover, teacher, and all of those things, but... We create by default, but I am here consciously creating. I'm aware of myself. And because of that consciousness, to be conscious, to be Mm -hmm. awake, to be aware, I'm able to live the life that I desire and to help others live the life that they desire. Love that so much. So how do you think that would improve? How do you think, sorry, how do you think raising that consciousness and awareness would uh, benefit the community? Okay, so I am you and you are me, mm-hmm. right? As above, so below, as within, so without, right? And knowing that everything that I do to heal myself heals the entire planet. So as I fill myself up, as I am aware of my own abilities and as I teach others, it's that ripple effect that I inadvertently raise the vibration and the consciousness of the entire planet because Mm -hmm. as I raise my own consciousness and my own awareness of self then I'm helping others raise and we're actually living in in a time right now where there are a lot of light workers who are raising their own consciousness and their own vibration and you're seeing a lot more people like me like you the people that are more woo-woo that are more you know you know, in touch with their own spirituality with their own spiritual journey with their own self Mm -hmm. and because of that there are a lot of major shifts happening in the world. A lot of people who are, you know, like religion is on the decline actually because mm-hmm. of people's like not understanding it. Like I'm very faithful, mm-hmm. but I'm not religious. Yeah. All right. Because I do not relate. I cannot possibly connect with a rule book. It doesn't make sense to me. It's it's almost like a segregation of people. It is. That's exactly what it is. Like I see race, like I see gender, like I see, you know, religion, ethnicity, all of those things. All right. It is that that separation. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about that connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything that I do serves me, therefore serves the collective. All right. So that's how my own awareness of self raises the vibration of the entire planet because it is a ripple effect Mm -hmm. that I am the reflection of the entire world. Like I've been saying this whole time, there is a theme here. There is a theme. So I didn't know this this, um, podcast was going to go here, but it it went there and, and that's where it went. And that's, yeah, that's what I think. And I think as well, my own act of self love. Is a self love toward is an act of self love towards you. Mm-hmm. All right. So when I love myself, it's me showing you love mm-hmm. because I'm showing you how to love yourself, and I'm showing you the love I'm willing to give you, the love I'm willing to give myself, which inadvertently gives the entire planet. So that's that. Boom, chakalaka. Yeah, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> so any last words you want to share with the listeners? Honestly, like I know, I mean this so truly and deeply, and from the bottom of my heart, and from my entire being I love you I love you and whoever you are wherever you are right now I love you and I'm giving you my entire energy my entire love and know that you are love know that you come from love to love you shall return 
and that everything in between is in a journey of love, is an expression of love. So as you look in the mirror, know that that reflection is one of love. As you talk to a stranger, know that that is an expression of love. As you listen to this podcast, know it's an expression of love. Know that you came across this because your own vibration, your own frequency chose for whatever reason to come across this in this time and space right now. You needed this in this moment. It was for you. It serves you. It lifts you higher. It raises your vibration and continue doing that. Continue doing that. And whenever you go through, you know, we ebb and flow through life. And as you ebb and flow, like the tide does in and out every night, it's okay. Honor it. Honor it. When you need to ebb, ebb. When you need to flow, flow. Go with it. Allow the process. Allow the journey. And, you know, it's all okay. You are on your path. All is well. Amazing. And how can people connect with you, find out more about you and your courses and everything like that? And everything G-Life. Yes. Little, little G-Life, Big G-Life, you know. <laughs> I actually refer to myself as Little G and God as Big G. So that's how I, that's how I pray. I'm like, hey, Big G. Oh, All right. So <laughs> you can actually find me on Gregoria com, But to make it easier, on Instagram, at G-L-M-G-E-E, at Glam G, but without the A sort of that makes sense so we'll have all those links in, in the show notes so everyone can get to that i just want to say thank you so much for opening thank up for, for spending for time me. with me and and for sharing so much like i know you offer this as, as courses and stuff like that but it's amazing what you've you've shared and you're an amazing human being and i love you love everything you're about and i think that whoever listens to this make sure you get in touch with me or g and and say how this impacted you because it would mean the world to us and it's it's just all love. So love. thank you so Woo! much. Yay. Take care, everyone. Love you. Peace. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast. And also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice.